Joining us on the line to talk about all things Canada basketball, the president and CEO of Canada basketball, Michael Barlett. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brennan. Happy to be here. Happy to be home, too. Great, to, ch- great to chat <laughs> with you. Yeah, how long was the flight back, my man? Uh, we were, it was a good 18-hour uh, through Tokyo, Tokyo to Toronto, but uh, everybody was happy to do it for sure. Absolutely. And it's a, li- you know, it's, a little, it's a little better. Those long flights can be tough, but when you've got uh, a nice medal around your neck, I'm sure it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, a lot of the guys were having fun going through the metal detector. Yeah. Oh, did this set it off? Yeah, Sorry. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I heard one of your previous interviews where you talked about, you know, you wanted this program to make a bunch of where were you moments. I think bronze medal beating the States in that fashion is a where you were moment for a lot of people in this country. Yeah, and that's, that's really the ambition that we've set for ourselves um, every time that we play. And, and we know national team sports has a great opportunity to gather Canadians. So we see it in the Olympics. You see it time and time again with world junior hockey. And we want to be a program that does that every time one of our teams play somewhere internationally. So there was a few moments I think that people could circle from this tournament. Um, you know, I talked to the staff even on the last day and there was, you know, a real good chance that people around this country will debate where were they when, you know, Shea hit that game winner um, really to put Spain out and to put us into the Olympics. And this was the morning of the, the bronze medal game. We were talking about it. And then there was a few where were you when moments uh, in that bronze medal game. And, and the cool thing for the staff and the athletes is, you know, we always and forever get to say, like, well, we were there, but we've created something special for Canadians that they'll remember forever. Coming up on two years you've been in this job. Next month will be two years as the CEO mm-hmm. of Canada Basketball. You had a five-year plan coming in. Are you ahead in your five-year plan and where you thought you'd be? Um, I, listen, I think we're tracking pretty well. Um, ultimately, you know, I was doing the math the other day. Since October 22, I think we've, we've been in nine, in nine of ten competitions, we've been in the semifinal game, which means we've competed for a medal. And that includes our senior teams, that includes our age group teams, uh, and that's not even including our 3x3 women's team, which seems to win every tournament they go into. So ultimately, we're judged based on the winning that we do, but I'm also acutely aware, as are we as an organization, we're judged on winning well and being a good uh, values organization. And I think we're certainly winning in that metric too. So I'm, I'm very proud of the progress. I'm not shying away from the fact that we still got more work to do uh, mm-hmm. Canada and we expect uh, ourselves to creep up that podium, you know, two more steps one day to the gold medal uh, sites. And, and we believe we've got the talent and, and we're resourcing around the competitive advantages to make sure that our men and women have that opportunity. You talked about seeing other international sports, you know, bring the country together, the national, uh, the national team level. And I think about Canada soccer and the men's program going to the World Cup and someone like John Herdman, who I think, you know, for a lot of people is not just a soccer mind. Like he he brought in a lot of uh, general sports fans or non-soccer fans by the way he spoke, by the culture that he built, uh, by the way the players spoke about him. Jordi Fernandez very much feels like that type of guy, someone who like came in with a big task at hand with you know, a lot of internal expectation, but not a lot of expectation outside of that, and built a winning culture and a group of guys that want to run through a wall for him. Yeah, I, I couldn't say more uh, about Jordy. Like, he is, he's a true human. Uh, he's one of us, as I, I said to anybody that would listen. Like, 
I know he's got Spanish passport, but he's got Canadian blood for sure in the way that he approaches uh, humans and individuals and, and creates connections. You know, this was, a, this was a tall task for him, you know, adopting and, and absorbing a culture that to a degree already existed, a core roster that had already created some habits um, with each other and some style of play with each other and being vulnerable enough to know that he had to come in and be flexible, um, but also could put his thumbprint on things uh, that ultimately at the end of the day uh, turned us into a winning program when it mattered the most. So he's got a bright future. Um, he's become a, a great friend and, you know, just eight short weeks of kind of being in lockdown together. And uh, I just think the world of him, and I think he's got a, a great future, and I'm glad he's part of Canada basketball for the time, you know, well into the future for us too. We're talking with Canada basketball president and CEO Michael Barlett. Uh, Michael, you know, a lot of people like to throw around the cliche golden era. You look at uh, what's to come with Canada, the men's team, going to, going to the Olympics for the first time since Sydney. Um, the fact that we might see NBA champions Jamal Murray and Andrew Wiggins on this team um, – maybe take Canada to, to another level. Are we in like that golden era now, or is, are we still in this period of continued growth where you know, the, the best uh, moments are still to come? No, and, you know, era is an interesting time frame as well. I think we are very much in an era of basketball in this country that can sustain itself as a winning sport and as a mm. sport that Canada can count on um, to, to create big moments um, for, for households across this country. So when you look at the fact that, you know, when I referenced the 9 of 10 uh, playing for, you know, for a medal, that includes our U16 team. So all the way down to the depths of our age group, we're competing at high levels in international tournaments, which means when those athletes are 26, which is 10 years from now, um, they're learning those winning behaviors now, and one would believe that they'll maintain those winning behaviors down the road. So the talent pipeline is deep. We've got a chance, you know, and, and also an obligation as a sport and as the governing body of this sport to invest in the programs, to create more moments for Canada, and then also – you know, we, we talk about the Vince Carter effect. I think, you know, in 10 years, we'll see the, the impact of the Raptors championship and the growth of the game that that spurned on. I want Canada basketball to have a CB effect as well, that 10, 15, 20 years down the road, uh, a young boy or girl who watched Shea hit the shot or, or Kia Nurse hit, you know, shots that she does for our national team, you know, take to the driveway and then from driveway into registered program, registered program, perhaps into elite opportunity, and then 30 years from now, people can point to, you know, maybe it was Canada basketball that introduced them to the sport. That, that's what we're aiming for. Mm-hmm. And there was you know, so many stars on this team. Uh, and to beat the teams that you did, uh, to beat France out the gate like that, to beat <laughs> Spain, to beat the United States, and the way that to, you won that third-place game on the, uh, you know, on the back of someone like Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who Canadian basketball fans know is an NBA star, um, but because he plays in Oklahoma City, you know, because they don't get uh, as much uh, shine and as much attention, um, a lot of people didn't know that he was the star that he is. But what was it like just to, to watch him have his his moment and take over that tournament? Oh, man, what a what an athlete! Uh, what a a good human too. Like as a Canadian, he's someone I think we can all be proud of. I said to him, I think it was after the yeah, it was after the Spain game. We were just having a meal afterwards, and I said, for what it's worth, it's it's fun watching you have fun. And he turned to me, he's like, Mike, what's the point if we're not having fun? Um, and he's just so calm and cool when the moments would anticipate otherwise. And and to watch the way I think that Canada was 
to a degree, almost introduced to him through this tournament because you're right, OKC doesn't get a lot of TV time up here. And, you know, the highlight pack might be buried a little further down. Um, he is an absolute star. Uh, no matter where we were and what environment we were in, he was the most welcoming and, and gracious uh, with all the fans that you know, globally know a lot about him. And I think Canada needs to pay a lot more attention to the star that he is and, and also the the proud Canadian that he is as well. He wears that uh, Canadian flag hard on his sleeve for sure. He was such a star, and it was great to see him play the way that he did and, and captivate, yeah, as you say, a truly you know national and international audience. Uh, let's end on yeah. this then. Do you think there's one moment? What's what's the one moment in the few you know few days since you've been back that you just keep replaying that you look to you know you, you look uh, to your family and say, "Wow, I can't believe that uh, that that happened to me." Well, Us. yeah, you know, honestly, it's it's probably I, I told the story earlier today. Um, Bridges hits that dagger three to tie the game, and. In a lot of instances, that can break a group of people. Uh, that can break a team. And, you know, we would happen to be sitting with the friends and family right behind the bench, and you could hear what was happening in the huddle and, you know, regrouping, going into overtime. And, and somebody said to the group, how, how lucky are we that we've got five more minutes to be on the court together? Uh, this group of guys uh, and staff and coaches really, really, really became a team. And that's something that when we talk about the ambitions of this core roster, that was always the goal. A team survives a moment like that. A group of all-stars that are inserted together to play in a tournament probably don't, but a team does. So as soon as I heard that coming out of the huddle, I was like, oh, my goodness, we're going to win this game. I have absolutely no worries. And, you know, they go out and go on the, the early overtime run. So it was really a moment that the world wouldn't have seen or heard um, that I'll replay in my head um, for a lifetime. And I think that becomes a bit of the mantra of what we, we want to replicate for all the teams at Canada basketball across the pipeline for decades to come. Michael, congratulations again on an incredible uh, FIBA World Cup. Thanks for joining us on uh, Gameplay. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it. Michael Bartlett, the president and CEO of Canada basketball.